Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 25th of July, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka's Chief Minister Siddharamaya announced the formulation of a new industrial policy during an event honoring the State Export Excellence Awards. He emphasized the importance of industrial development in generating employment and economic growth, stating that the government will consult with industrialists and exporters for a progressive policy. In other headlines, Karnataka High Court has ruled that a British couple's execution petition based on a London court's judgment is not executable as it lacks merit. The couple sued the Karnataka State Road Transport Corporation for compensation after an accident during their visit to India in 2002. However, Justice H.P. Sandesh nullified the British court order, citing a lack of adherence to principles of natural justice and non-consideration of KSRTC's response. In some more news, Bengaluru police reported that the investigation into the alleged terror module has stalled due to the elusive handler, Junaid Ahmed. He played a crucial role in guiding the five individuals currently detained and possesses exclusive knowledge of their plans to obtain weapons and explosives. The recent arrests following the Congress's opposition meeting in Bengaluru yielded significant evidence including weapons and grenades. Up next, Bengaluru is considering adopting Chennai's waste collection system, which involves engaging large firms to replace the current inefficient system controlled by the garbage mafia. However, this move is likely to face resistance as BBMP's existing waste collection, costing over rupees 600 crores annually, is handled by numerous smaller firms close to political leaders. Deputy Chief Minister DK Shivkumar discussed the Chennai model with Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin during his recent visit to Bengaluru. Now on to other news. HAL Airport Traffic Police issued an advisory warning of slow-moving traffic during morning and evening peak hours due to ongoing metro pillar construction near the Devara Bisinahalli flyover. The construction is part of the Outer Ring Road or Blue Line project connecting Silk Boat Junction to Kempagada International Airport via KR Puram. Temporary barricades were placed on service and main roads at Kadubisinahalli and authorities will assess the traffic impact for a week. Moving on, the Karnataka State Pollution Control Board has cautioned Gurudwara Sri Guru Singh Sabha in Halasuru of potential disciplinary measures including closure for disregarding orders for over a year. The orders were issued due to various violations such as unauthorized construction and building on the stormwater drain following a directive from the National Green Tribunal. Despite a reminder show cause notice, the Gurudwara claimed exemption from constructing a sewage treatment plant based in their building area. Meanwhile, artificial intelligence is gaining momentum in healthcare decision-making in Bengaluru, with Fortis Hospitals now developing its AI software. The system suggests treatments based on previous patient records, displaying health status changes over time and providing risk assessments. Additionally, Fortis is working on an AI tool to customize preventive health checkup packages based on individuals' medical history. On a different note, around 300 students participated at NIMHANS to commemorate the occasion of World Brain Day, focusing on brain health and disability leave no one behind. Mental health professionals explained brain functions and ways to enhance brain health, discussing EEG neurofeedback and cognitive retraining for issues like addiction, schizophrenia and traumatic brain injury. Students also experienced various cognitive tests during the event. National News Moving on to the national news. 
The Supreme Court granted a stay on the Varanasi District Court's order until July 26th, allowing the Archaeological Survey of India to conduct a scientific excavation at the Gyanwapi Mosque complex. The survey aims to ascertain if the mosque was built over pre-existing Hindu temple. The court requested the Allahabad High Court to handle the matter and ordered no invasive work during the survey. Meanwhile, Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot accused the BJP-led central government of neglecting Jodhpur, which was meant to be included in the smart city list. Speaking at the virtual foundation stone-laying event for developmental projects worth rupees 139 crores, Gehlot criticized the previous BJP government for not establishing even a single primary school in Jodhpur. In more news, the CRPF plans to construct a Bravehearts Memorial on a hilltop in Pulwama, honoring the 40 personnel who lost their lives in the 2019 attack. The project has invited bids and work is expected to commence urgently. The memorial, featuring a weather-resistant art installation visible from a distance, will cover nearly two acres of the hilltop, serving as a historical site to commemorate the fallen soldiers. Shifting our focus, the Indian Space Research Organization will launch the PSLV C-56 carrying Singapore's DSSAR satellite and six co-passengers on July 30th. The PSLV C-56 will lift off from the Satish Dhawan Space Centre in Sri Harikota at 6.30am. The primary payload, the DSSAR satellite, developed in partnership with DSTA and ST Engineering, will be deployed into a near-equatorial orbit at 535 km altitude. New Space India Limited has procured PSLV C-56 for this mission. International News Turning our attention to international news, Swedish climate campaigner Greta Thunberg stood trial for disobeying police during a rally last month where activists blocked the port in Malmo. The 20-year-old activist faces charges of disrupting traffic and refusing to obey police orders. Thunberg participated in the rally organised by the environmental group Reclaim the Future which aimed to protest against fossil fuels usage at the Malmo Harbour. In ongoing news, Iranian authorities have prohibited a film festival from displaying a poster without a hijab worn by actress Susan Taslimi in the film Death of Yazgurd. The poster released by the Iranian Short Film Association, ISFA, violated the mandatory hijab rule for women in Iran. In a recent development, Italian PM Giorgio Meloni expressed openness to legal immigration, stating that Europe and Italy require it while emphasizing the negative impact of illegal migration. Italy pledged to provide over 4 lakh new work visas for non-EU nationals from 2023 to 2025. Meloni also urged nations to collaborate against human traffickers to address the challenges posed by illegal immigration. In some positive news, U.S. News & World Report assessed 150 metropolitan areas, including Puerto Rico, to determine the best city for retirement. Lancaster, Pennsylvania emerged as the top choice based on factors like housing affordability, desirability, happiness, healthcare quality, retiree taxes and job market. While Florida's cities are popular among retirees, Lancaster's appeal, along with Pennsylvania's tax advantages for retirees, helped it secure the top spot. Business News Let's now look at some business stories. The centre approved an 8.15% interest rate on deposits in the Employees Provident Fund Organisation EPFO, for the financial year 2022-23. This is an increase from the previous year's 8.10% rate, which had been reduced to a four-decade low. In more business news, Reliance Industries Limited noted that voluntary oil production cuts by OPEC Plus could lead to sustained high crude prices affecting demand. RIL CFO V. Srikanth also highlighted other factors such as higher inflation and increased supply from China that may impact demand. 
In May, OPEC Plus had implemented a 1.6 million barrels per day oil production cut for 2023. Next up in some tech news, Elon Musk revealed his intention to modify Twitter's iconic Bluebird logo. He tweeted about bidding farewell to the Twitter brand and gradually replacing all the birds. Musk urged for a good X logo to be posted, which if approved would be made live worldwide the following day. He also shared a video teasing Twitter's potential next logo. Moving on, BMW Group India CEO Vikram Pawar revealed plans to commence local production of electric vehicles in India, stating that it is just a matter of time with a focus on achieving volume and stability. Currently, 8 to 9% of BMW sales in India come from electric vehicles, showing positive signs of growth in the EV segment during the first half of 2023. In market news for July 25th, the Sensex declined by 256.67 points, 0.38% to 66,427.59, while the Nifty fell by 58.80 points, 0.30% to 19,686.20. Among the traded shares, 1,671 advanced, 1,647 declined, and 129 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee strengthened due to declining crude oil prices and a significant increase in India's foreign exchange reserves. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Sunny Deol responded to the upcoming box office clash between Gaddar 2 and Akshay Kumar's OMG 2, stating that comparing the two is not fair. He highlighted Gaddar's success crossing 100 crore rupees compared to Lagan, which earned less. Sunny expressed confusion over the comparisons, be it in terms of business or likability. Both films will release in theaters on August 11th ahead of Independence Day. In news from Hollywood, Barbie and Oppenheimer together earned a remarkable $511 million worldwide and $235.5 million in the US, setting a historic precedent in a post-pandemic era. Barbie made an impressive $155 million in its North American debut, while Oppenheimer garnered $80.5 million. Both films performed exceptionally well globally and domestically, showcasing their box office prowess. Meanwhile, in news from regional cinema, actor Samantha Ruth Prabhu has ventured to Indonesia. Following her announcement of taking a break from acting, Samantha travelled to Bali with a friend. She shared pictures and videos on Instagram, capturing her scenic moments amidst greenery, dressed in a white string top and shorts, donning a hat with the words "Dream On." Samantha enjoyed her holiday, clicking pictures, all tagged at the beautiful location of Bali. In sports news, Manika Batra and Natalia Bajor led Bengaluru Smashers to an 8-7 victory over Puneri Paltan in their ultimate table tennis season four clash. In the mixed doubles match, Matalova and Manusha defeated Batra and Jerasimenko 3-0. To keep their team alive in the league, Bajor secured a crucial win in the women's singles match against Archana Kamath. Batra also contributed with a 2-1 victory over Hana Matalova earlier in the tie. In more sports updates, India achieved a historic feat in Test cricket by smashing the fastest team hundred in just 12.2 overs during their second innings against West Indies at the Queen's Park Oval in Trinidad. This world record-breaking performance was led by Captain Rohit Sharma, who contributed 57 runs or 44 deliveries before getting out. Wrapping up sports news, Max Verstappen, a two-time world champion, secured a dominant victory at the Hungarian Grand Prix, triumphing over 33 seconds ahead of the competition. Red Bull achieved a historic milestone with a record 12th consecutive win. Verstappen praised the car's performance, describing it as an unbelievable rocket ship to drive. McLaren's Lando Norris took second place, while pole sitter Lewis Hamilton settled for fourth position. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. 
catch acclaimed comic Harsh Gujral as he headlines his latest special, Jo Bolta Hai, Vahi Hota Hai, performing live at Dr. B.R. Ambedkar Bhavan, Vasan Nagar, on the 30th of July at 3pm and 7pm. Bengaluru get ready to witness the popular resident rock band Thermal and a Quarter back in action, performing live at the Hard Rock Cafe, St. Mark's Road, on the 29th of July at 9pm. Don't miss this night of great music. But wait, there's more. Join a beginner's Mandala Lipan art class in an exclusive workshop conducted by the city's art experts happening at the Dialogues Cafe, JP Nagar, on the 30th of July at 11am. Been waiting to learn belly dancing but don't know where to start? Here's something for you. Join an exclusive belly dancing workshop, Desperado, conducted by ace choreographer Anusha Hegde at the Dhuri Academy of Arts, Domlur, on the 30th of July at 11am. You can also catch funny man Punit Panya as he returns to the city with his latest outing, The Never-Ending Twerp, performing live at the Atakalata in Ranagar on the 29th of July at 6pm. Bengaluru weather. In a general weather update for the country, heavy rainfall and flooding continue to affect various parts of India. The India Meteorological Department predicts heavy rains in western and central regions of India, including Gujarat and Maharashtra for the next four days. Uttarakhand and Himachal Pradesh experienced reduced rain intensity, but landslides have blocked numerous roads. Major rivers in these states are still overflowing with the potential for worsened conditions. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. On the 25th of July, Bengaluru can expect showers in the afternoon with minimal precipitation. The maximum temperature is forecasted to reach 24 degrees Celsius, while the minimum temperature will be a pleasant 20 degrees Celsius. It will be a few degrees lower than the average maximum for July, which is 28.1 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow me on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and I would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler.